0: Hello and welcome to the Climate Change Weekly Podcast. This is episode 7 and what a week it's been. Millions of people around the world took part in the climate strikes on Friday. Amazon has finally done the right thing and set a target for becoming carbon zero by 2040. Also in a major U-turn, Daimler-Benz, the car maker, has indicated that they are abandoning development of internal combustion engines. Other things we're going to be talking about this week are SSW, which is Sudden Stratospheric Warming. And I'm also going to mention the possible death toll in the Bahamas from Hurricane Dorian. And returning to a topic from episode 5, we'll look at the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety's testing of the Tesla Model 3. So it finally feels as though we may be starting to gain some momentum in the climate debate. Millions of people took the streets around the world, including places like Australia, the US, the UK. And of course, Greta Thunberg has been talking to the UN and addressing the climate summit. And she's also been collaborating on a number of YouTube videos that are going viral at the moment. And I'm gonna play a large clip from one of them, which I totally agree with.
1: This is not a drill. My name is Greta Thunberg. We are living in the beginning of a mass extinction. Our climate is breaking down. Children like me are giving up their education to protests, but we can still fix this. You can still fix this. To survive, we need to stop burning fossil fuels. But this alone will not be enough. Lots of solutions are talked about. But what about the solution that is right in front of us? I'll let my friend George explain.
2: There is a magic machine that sucks carbon out of the air, costs very little, and builds itself. It's called a tree. A tree is an example of a natural climate solution. Mangroves, peat bogs, jungles, marshes, seabeds, kelp forests, swamps, coral reefs, they take carbon out of the air and lock it away. Nature is a tool we can use to repair our broken climate. These natural climate solutions could make a massive difference.
1: Pretty cool, right?
2: But only if we also leave fossil fuels in the ground.
1: Here's the crazy part. Right now, we are ignoring them. We spend 1,000 times more on global fossil fuel subsidies than on natural-based solutions.
2: Natural climate solutions get just 2% of all the money used on tackling climate breakdown.
1: This is your money. It is your taxes and your savings.
2: Even more crazy. Right now, when we need nature the most, we're destroying it faster than ever.
1: Up to 200 species are going extinct every single day.
2: Much of the Arctic ice is gone. Most of our wild animals have gone. Much of our soil has gone.
1: So what should we do?
2: What should you do?
1: It's simple. We need to protect, restore, and fund. Protect. Tropical forests are being cut down at the rate of 30 football pitches a minute.
2: Where nature is doing something vital, we must protect it.
1: Restore. Much of our planet has been damaged.
2: But nature can regenerate. And we can help ecosystems bounce back. Fund. We need to stop funding things that destroy nature and pay for things that help it.
1: It is that simple. Protect, restore, fund.
2: This can happen everywhere. Many people have already begun using natural climate solutions. We need to do it on a massive scale.
1: You can be part of this.
2: Vote for people who defend nature.
1: Share this video. Talk about this.
2: All around the world, there are amazing movements fighting for nature. Join them.
0: So we talked a few weeks ago about the enormous subsidies that the fossil fuel industry enjoys, over $5 trillion a year according to the IMF, and clearly that has to be reversed. And the other message there is that planting trees should be a core part of our climate change mitigation strategy, and I wholly endorse that. We should be aiming to plant trillions of trees, which will not only capture gigatons of carbon, but will also improve the planet's biodiversity. Last week, we talked at length about Amazon being the worst of the five tech companies in terms of their contribution to climate change. And we talked about how their workers were planning to go out on strike on the 20th of September. Well, funnily enough, on the 19th of September, Amazon announces the Climate Pledge, a commitment to meet the Paris Agreement 10 years early, is how they describe it. The Climate Pledge calls on signatories to be net zero carbon across their businesses by 2040 a decade ahead of the Paris Agreement's goal of 2050. Companies that sign the pledge agree to measure and report greenhouse gas emissions on a regular basis, implement decarbonisation strategies in line with the Paris Agreement, neutralise remaining emissions with additional quantifiable, real, permanent and socially beneficial offsets to achieve net zero by 2040. One of the things they've announced is that they're going to be buying 100,000 electric delivery vehicles from Rivian, Now Rivian's a company a bit similar to Tesla but a few years further behind that have been working on a a large SUV for some time now and Amazon took quite a large stake in them uh, I think about a year ago and what Bezos has announced is that they will be buying around 100,000 vehicles from them over the coming years starting with 10,000 in 2021. Now what's interesting about this is that Had they really wanted to tackle this as soon as possible, they really should have approached Tesla because obviously they're further ahead. Rivian have never produced a single production vehicle, only prototypes. Their vehicle is being released next year. So for them to go from production numbers of zero to 100,000 in the next few years is going to be a significant challenge. And obviously there must be some risk about whether they can achieve that. The other thing is, obviously, because Amazon own a fairly big chunk of Rivian, it benefits them. So they, they actually get payback for, um, for making that order. So, you know, maybe there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. Anyway, whatever the reason behind it, the net effect is really, really good. It's a shame that the Amazon employees had to push so hard to get this to happen. But it goes to show that where employees get together and they put pressure on managements of big companies, they can have massive results. So I don't think it's any coincidence that this new pledge came out just around the time that the Amazon employees were threatening to walk out and, and make this a really big issue. So if you're working with other companies where, they've, where they're not doing anything on this, you need to get together and start forcing your management to make this kind of pledge. Overall, a really good thing to see and a very positive step. Now, it's funny how many of the threads from previous podcasts have come together this week. We talked in episode five about electric car safety and the Tesla Model 3. The only test that it hadn't aced was the Insurance Institute one, and that was because it hadn't yet been tested, but it has now. And no surprise, the organization granted it their top Safety Pick Plus award. It joins the Audi e-tron as being one of the three safest cars they've ever tested. Staying on the subject of cars, just recently the Mercedes-Benz CEO praised the rising sale of diesels in Europe. This is what he said. The truth is that in most situations diesels enjoy an economy benefit of 15 to 20% and in a lot of circumstances also lower nitrous oxide emissions than they are certified at. There is no rational reason today not to buy one if your driving profile suits its best use. That statement together with the fact that Daimler-Benz has also been implicated in cheating the emissions tests, had me thinking that they were committed to producing heavily polluting cars and lying about the consequences. So it was good to see that this week, according to a report in a German motoring magazine, Daimler's development chief, Markus Schaefer, announced that Daimler's primary focus will now be on electrification, particularly in the development of electric drives and batteries. The company's resources being tapped for the development of internal combustion engines and transmission development will be reallocated. Now I have read that this may have been a mistranslation from the German but it does appear that Daimler-Benz may be starting to move in the right direction. The last thing I'm going to talk about today is a couple of videos from Paul Beckwith who is a Canadian climatologist and who is very prolific on YouTube. Um, He makes videos almost every day. They're pretty rough and ready, so it's just generally him talking to a camera with um, an iPhone headphones microphone, and then he spins it around and points at a bunch of websites. It's not very mainstream in its appeal, but he is raising a couple of really important points. The first one he's been talking about in the last week is sudden stratospheric warming. What has happened is the air in the stratosphere above the Antarctic is 80 degrees above a normal temperature for this time of year so normally at this time of year it should be about minus 70 and in fact it's plus 10 and those temperatures are in centigrade not fahrenheit so it's 80 degrees centigrade above normal now this has happened twice before once in 2002 and again in 2010 so what's the consequence of all that well After the 2002 event, New Zealand experienced its coldest October in 20 years with below-average temperatures covering much of the country and frequent ground frosts. In 2010, which was classed as a minor event, a number of rainfall records were broken with well below normal sunshine and very cold temperatures in parts of the South Island. Okay, so so far it doesn't sound too serious. However, the 2002 event caused Australia to have one of its driest years on record – and with Australia having suffered many forest fires in recent years, the last thing they need is a really dry spring to get them started. So let's hope things pan out slightly differently to last time. The other thing that Paul's been talking about, which has been getting some headlines, is the death toll of from Hurricane Dorian. Now, he says that the official death toll that's been reported by Reuters and others is around 50 to 60 people, because that's the number of bodies that have been recovered. But from the calculations he's done based on the population of the islands that were hit by the hurricane, um, he thinks that the, the the real death toll could be somewhere in the thirty to 40,000 uh, range rather than the sort of 50 to 60 people. So he believes it's being massively underreported. So what Paul's done is looked at the census data and the population of the islands affected by the hurricane, looked at the severity of the hurricane, there were sustained winds of 185 miles an hour, gusting to 225, also terrific storm surge, which covered up to two-thirds of the Abacos in water up to 25 feet deep, so it was a really horrendous storm. Add to that the fact that it stopped over the islands for a significant period of uh, over a day, I believe it was. It does seem reasonable that in those circumstances, anybody that was on the island had a very low chance of surviving and many bodies may well have been washed out to sea, unfortunately. Now, if Paul is right with his numbers, then the question is, why hasn't this been reported? As far as the Bahamas is concerned, as their economy relies heavily on tourism, it may be in their interest to play down the scale of the disaster. And of course, their big neighbour, the US, may be more concerned with the errors made by the president in projecting Dorian's path than they are in talking about a clear example of the worsening consequences of climate change. That's all we've got time for this week. Please do star or rate the podcast, subscribe, follow and share with others. Have a great week and we'll be back again next Monday with another episode of Climate Change Weekly.
2: I know change in me goes day by day Although you're by my side, I'm I've been so restless Can't seem to concentrate Till you come back to me That would be my fate I need love